0: Hey, it's Dr. Jenny Christerna, the psychological surgeon here at International High Achievers, and this is your Mental Health Minute. Today's Mental Health Minute is focused on how to find and select a therapist. This is a strange time for everybody on the planet. It's February 1st, 2022, and it seems as if everybody is looking for a therapist. Well, if you are, you're not alone. And if you're on your fourth or fifth therapist, you're also not alone as well. So I've identified five things that you can do to really enhance your ability to find and select a therapist to work with. The first thing I encourage every prospective patient to do is to identify what it is you want to work on. And that basically means being clear And specific and honest about the reason you're calling and what you would like to focus on in your work. Now, you don't have to be specific about what you're wanting to work on, especially if you don't know. For example, if you know you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, you're probably going to call the therapist and say, Hey, someone very close to me has transitioned and I'm grieving and I'm struggling with that. However, sometimes what we're wanting to work on is less clear. So we might say something to the effect of, I'm not sure what's happening with me, but I'm not feeling like myself. I'm pretty withdrawn. I'm sad. I just don't have the kind of energy that I used to have. And I'd like to explore why that might be. Okay. So in doing that, that helps the therapist determine if they can be helpful. It helps them to look at what you may need from your personal work with them and if they're the best ones to help you actually achieve your goals or work through whatever is uh, a challenge for you. Now, mind you, not every therapist specializes in everything. While we could work with you on a number of things, That may not be our area of expertise or our area of treatment preference. So if we say, hey, I could help you with this, but I'm probably not the best one to be helpful. It doesn't mean it's a rejection of you. It simply means that it falls outside of their area of treatment focus, treatment interest, or treatment concern. That's all. And oftentimes we'll have people that may be a better fit for you. And if we don't know of anyone, we may refer you back to your insurance company or to places like Google or Psychology Today, where you can enter specific types of qualities or issues that you want to work through as you search for a therapist in your area. Number two, as you're starting to look for a therapist, once you know what you want to work on, You wanna learn about the therapist before you reach out to them. And this is really important because if you use Google or Psychology Today, they often have a link to the therapist's website. Click on that link and get to know that therapist a little better from a overview perspective, okay? Get a sense of who they are and what they do and how they help and work with their patients. One of the best things that you could do is spend a few moments learning about them, looking at their pictures, reading their articles, if they have any, watching their videos, if they have any up, just getting a better sense of who they might be as a person, not building them up in your head, but just connecting with, is this the kind of person that I might be interested in working with who I might feel connected to? Do that little bit of homework. I know my website for our practice has a number of pages, so it's not short on information. And it gives you a pretty good sense of who we are, what we do, and how we do it. So when people reach out to us, they're pretty committed to wanting to work with us. And um, often their, their results speak for themselves. They tend to do quite well. Number three, identify three therapists that you would really like to work with and put them in order. So this is the person I would like to work with. Ideally, I want to reach out to them. And this is the second person. And then the third person. The reason that that's important is because you want to get a sense of who would I really like to work with. One of the things that happens with people who are just um, in a panic or pretty frantic and wanting to work with anybody who has an opening is they send a lot of emails and make a lot of phone calls to people. And they don't remember who they're calling or reaching out to. This is often a red flag for therapists because it tells us you're in a state of despair or panic and you're coming in um, disorganized. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the point of therapy. but some therapists, including myself, we like to work with individuals who have taken the time to make an educated decision and um They're looking and and being thoughtful about who they want to work with and being very intentional. And this leads us to number four. When you reach out to therapists, whether you're calling them or emailing them, address them directly by their name. So people who say, hey, Jenny, or hey, Dr. Christerna, I am looking to work on X, Y, or Z, and I notice that's something that you do in your practice. Can you and I chat for about 10, 15 minutes to see if it might be a good fit or if you have any openings or availability um, for any time soon. When you do that, you allow yourself to be open to the therapist who is human and they go, oh, they really are looking to work with me. They've done some research. They are connecting with me. And it tells us that you're committed, that you're serious. You're not just shopping around. So in the era of COVID, we have tons of people reaching out to us all the time. And I don't just mean my practice. I mean, a lot of seasoned therapists have people who want to work with them. But there are also a lot of people who are just thinking about therapy. Um, They're not sure. And so oftentimes, if you send a generic email, we can tell if you've copied and pasted the same thing. It usually starts off with, hello. I'm looking to see if you have any openings. Let me know. Thanks. There are not very many therapists who are going to reply to that who are very seasoned because we know what to look and listen for. So if you take just those extra few minutes to address us by our first name, be specific in what you want to work on, and do your due diligence by checking up on us and seeing what um, we do and how we work with our patients, you're more likely to get a response and you're more likely to find a therapist that you really do like. And last but not least, give yourself time to see results. Six to eight sessions is usually plenty of time to determine if if something is a good fit, but don't expect miracles, right? So it's not about I get these changes or not in six to eight sessions oftentimes they don't feel connected with the therapist. So if you're feeling like, oh, this isn't working, we've talked about it, we've explored it, and they agree too, that's one thing. But if you're saying, well, I did get these results, but I didn't get those results and it didn't work for me, that's something completely different. One of the things that really seasoned therapists look for is how many therapists have you had? How How much work have you done? So if you've had about 12 therapists in 12 weeks, that tells us we're probably going to be number 13 in 13 weeks. And we stay away from that, generally speaking. So if there's a challenge between you and your therapist, or you're feeling like you're not getting the results that you like, talk with your therapist before you just move on to the next one. Usually a healthy termination is an agreement between the therapist and the patient that it's just not a good fit for whatever the reason. And there we have it. The five things that you can do to find and select a good therapist from the beginning. First, identify what it is you want to work on. Second, do your homework and learn about the therapist before you reach out to them. Go to their website and learn about who they are and what they do. This can give you a lot of insight into the way that they do their work and their treatment with their patients and if it's something that you might be interested in. Third, identify three therapists that you would like to work with, no more, and only reach out to those therapists in order of first, second, and third choice, one at a time. Fourth, when you do reach out to those therapists, address them directly by their name, whether it's their first name or Dr. So-and-so. This really does leave a good impression on them, and it allows you to actually feel more connected to your own process of selecting a therapist. Last but not least, five, give yourself time to see results, at least six to eight sessions. That's plenty of time for you to decide whether or not it's a good fit. Remember, a good therapist will do his or her job, and therapy can be uncomfortable. Look, If you want to do some good, deep work, allow yourself to find the best therapist for you. This was your Mental Health Minute. And again, I'm Dr. Jenny Christerna, the psychological surgeon here at International High Achievers. If you would like to learn more about our work and our therapist, feel free to visit our website at www.highachiever.net. That's www.highachiever.net. A-C-H-I-E-V-E-R dot net or call our offices at 312-382-8710.